for December 13th, 2019. It's the Lullabot Podcast. It's the Lullabot Podcast, episode 242. I'm Matt Cleave, senior developer at Lullabot. With me, as always, co-host of the show, senior front-end developer, Mike Herschel. Hey, Mike. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. We're talking media today. Yeah. It's media. (laughs) It's media, yeah. It is great. There was an old commercial that used to say that. That, was that a Drupal commercial? Uh, It could be. As much as Drupal has commercials. Especially Mm -hmm. since we're at Drupal 8.8, right? That's actually that's really true. Yeah, I think this commercial was from the '80s, if I remember correctly. It could be, yeah. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> Drupal 8.8 is released, and with that comes a lot of improvements to media that's uh, going on in Core, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Media in Core is a big deal, and with us we have uh, two of the initiative leads for Media in Core. Um, Hi. <laughs> hey. Hello. Hello. So first up, we have. Adam Globosonic, who is one of the maintainers of Median D8 Core. He's a senior software engineer at Acquia and principal engineer of Lightning Distribution from Boston-ish in Massachusetts in the USA. Fena yep. Praxima. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah, Fena Praxima on Drupal.org <laughs> and, and Twitter. I'm glad I pronounced that correct. Hey, Adam, how are you doing? I am doing okay. Greetings from uh, sunny Union City, New Jersey. Ooh. Is is that Bostonish? Um, it depends on what your okay. radius is. It's, it's the it's Bostonish part. within four hundred miles. Okay, all right. Yeah, all right. So yeah, sort of. Uh, okay. Also with us today, we have a maintainer of media in Drupal Core and freelance Drupal developer. He's from Rotter- the Rotterdam area of the Netherlands. He's Sean B on Drupal.org and Sean <laughs> and Sean Blomert on Twitter. Um, so oh, as, you might, going well. <laughs> as, as you might imagine, with us is Sean Blumhardt. Hey, Sean. Yeah, hi. Glad you're here. Yes, very happy to be here. So let's jump in. Um, media went into Drupal 8 core at some point, right? A few versions ago. I'm trying to remember. A few minor versions ago. 8.4. And so with 8.8, <laughs> we see a, a pretty major update, right? So what's, what's new? What's, what's cool? Uh, Sean, do you want to take this? You're a better PR guy for this initiative. <laughs> so um, for the last, I think, mostly year, we have been working really hard to get the media library module uh, into core. And I can say that we, uh, for 8.8, ship with a stable media library module. So uh, that's super awesome. And uh, that kept us busy for most of the year. Yeah, to be clear, there was already a, so the media, there's really, there was two parts of the system. There's the media module and that went in in 8.4 and it was never experimental. Um, and then there was the media library, which has been around since 8.6 actually, but it has only become stable um, and beautiful and awesome in uh, 8.8. So if I recall correctly, like when, when the media initially went into core, there was almost no UI for it. Is that correct? It was just like maybe the underlying architecture? Um, I mean, there was a UI, but like not 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 anything like nice or exciting. Um, gotcha. You know, it's just like some forms, some like administrative views, like a, a table of all your media. Um, pretty boring stuff, um, you know, by Drupal standards. 
Yeah, yeah. And and so the media library is more of what, what what the UI where you can you hit a button and it pops up like a little browser. Can you maybe like walk maybe you know, imagine there's a Drupal site builder that hasn't used media UI or media library and and maybe talk them through what it'll kind of look like and what their actions are and what they can do with it. Sean, I, I nominate you, man. No, no, that's fine. Um, so uh, the media module ships with a, a, a custom entity, like like the nodes, but now it's media. And uh, if you want to use media in articles, for example, or blog posts, you uh, need an entity reference field to uh, link the media within your article. And in the beginning, we shipped with the basic boring entity reference field where you have this autocomplete you need to type in the, me the media name if you know it, and then uh, you can reuse it. And it, it looks beautiful on the, on the front end, but for editors, it was basically horrible. Yeah. So what we wanted uh, to make it more a visual experience where you select um, images or videos that you know, and you, of course, want to see them before you select them, which is hard to do in an autocomplete. And uh, we thought of this media library where you just click a button, it should open this library thing where you can have like a nice grid overview of all the media in your site and have some filters on it to uh, make it easier to select stuff and then uh, maybe also directly create things while you're at it. And um, yeah, so basically make it more easy for uh, editors to select media. Gotcha. So, so they can basically hit a button, you know, on the node ad form or whatever they're doing and a modal will pop pop up, and 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 I, I guess you configure your field to show like either images or videos or, or whatever else you want, and then it shows it can show you a grid of those or different options. And then you, and 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 if I recall correctly, like the stuff that it's showing you is a view, right? So it has exposed filters, and you can even like kind of configure that yourself. So you and stop me if I'm wrong here. And, and so you can do searches and everything, and it'll just filter everything like views magically will do. And at that point, you click on the one you want. A big green check box, a green, big green check marks comes on it, right? Or is that, am I thinking entity browser? I don't know. Well, there was this uh, contrib module, media entity browser, I believe, that uh, shows the green check marks on top of the media items. But for core, we just, uh, stuck to a simple checkbox on top of your grid item. Um, yeah, just mm -hmm. to make it a little bit more uh, accessible. And we have all, all types of other information that we want to show in the grid. So, uh, yeah, having this big green check mark also has its own usability and accessibility problems. Sure. That makes sense. So, Entity uh, Browser came from Contrib, right? Just to kind of keep things straight. Uh, yes, yeah, so Entity Browser is uh, a contrib module, and we basically built something similar, but totally different and way simpler. So but before we before we go into contrib, though, I wanna I wanna maybe go into some more of the functionality of the core media uh, library module. So the, the media library does allow the uh, like uh, selection of multiple pieces of media at the same time. Is that correct? Um, yes, you can select multiple media items at the same time when you open the um, media library. It's basically mm -hmm. defined by what you configure in your entity reference field. So mm -hmm. if you just enable, for example, remote videos and images, you can only select those. 
So the media library is really kind of a, a custom widget for that entity reference field. Is that what's kind of going on there? That's exactly right. Yes. Cool. And it, and it allows the ability to upload like new items, correct? Yeah, no, it totally does. Um, it's, it, it, for, for all the um, media types that come with core, you can do that. So for images, for files, um, audio files, video files, you can upload. Um, you get like a little uh, thing above the grid of media items um, that lets you upload stuff, okay. file fields. Cool. And then for things like remote videos, um, which means YouTube and Vimeo, um, things that have a URL, there's a text field instead where you can just enter the URL and add a remote video that way. So yes, you can definitely add things from the media library. When you're adding things like that, say like I want to cat, you know, I'm an editor and I want to categorize something. You, like I can attach a field to the media entity, like I say, like some type of free tagging taxonomy field, and then categorize that, and then maybe search search based on that later. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I get I get asked that one a lot actually, and uh, you could definitely do that. Um, there's nothing. There's no reason you couldn't add a free tagging field to 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 a media type, and then there's no reason you couldn't uh, display that in the media library when creating a new thing. And then obviously you can the media library is built around a view, so you can configure that view however you want um, to expose the tags and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, you oh, can that, totally do all that. That is so awesome. Thank and, you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, so like as uh, as Matt was saying earlier, it's, so there's some contrib modules that kind of have this functionality in there. And I'm guessing the media library uh, what supersedes those or makes those kind of not needed anymore. Is that correct? Nope. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, glad I'm, asking, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> yeah. I'm asking that question then. I'm, I'm glad you asked it also. Um, it's me, the media library is limited on purpose. Um, it is definitely not a replacement for something like Entity Browser. Um, like Entity Browser is way more powerful and can do a lot more things. And the reason that Media Library is more limited is just because what the more complexity we introduce, the harder it becomes just to do to do one thing right. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to do all the things, you're only gonna you're not gonna do any of them well. So Media Library only tries to do a few things well. Um, and what we tried to do, sort of our guiding principle is like, would 80% of sites need this out of the box? Like if it's if it's something we felt was really common, um, and it's not just us being like, oh, well, we think this is common. We've validated this also with, okay. with the UX team. Um, and if we thought so, if it's something we, we thought that would be very common, we were inclined to put it into media library. And otherwise it's like, listen, you can already do this with entity browser and contrib. So th those modules are not going anywhere and they shouldn't because entity browser and its ecosystem are fantastic. Cool. Now does media works with uh, the WYSIWYG editor, CK editor, correct? It does. Oh, that's so cool. And, and maybe I can like even specify, how does it work with image styles? If I want to, you know, insert stuff in the, in CK editor, but I don't want it to be larger than 400 pixels wide. Can it do that? Uh, yeah, I think it would be a little bit, it's sort of a step removed from what it would from like directly embedding an image. But what happens mm -hmm. is that when you embed media into a WYSIWYG, it's displaying that media using a view mode. Um, so you could easily go configure that view mode for that media type and say, Hey, in, in the embedded view mode, use an image style. Um, 
it also mm -hmm. lets you choose which view mode to use. Um, okay. If you have multiple, you want to choose from, and so you could totally do something like that. You could have like, uh, you know, a view mode called small, medium, or view modes called small, medium, and large, um, and have image styles configured differently on each of those. And then, you know, when embedding a, a thing in the WYSIWYG, you could choose which view mode you wanted to use for that particular embed. So yeah, there's there's some flexibility there. That's a lot of flexibility. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's you, you have a bunch of entities that can be rendered with view modes. And I think as long as you're thinking uh, along those lines, you're doing a lot of things right in the current Drupal ecosystem. I think that's a really good way of putting it. So yeah, a lot of flexibility there. And if you need, if you need more, I should mention, like if you need more flexibility even than that, uh, the Entity Embed module, uh, similar to Entity Browser, um, was built to handle the more complex uh, edge cases and things that are less common. So, and that's not going anywhere either. So enjoy. I also get quest asked that question a lot. Like, can we use um, the embedding that we have in core now also to embed nodes and stuff like that? <laughs> nope. I think, uh, yeah, by default, it doesn't do that. And we, and the embed is meant not just for media embedding, but for all types of entities that you want to embed. So I don't see that going away anytime soon and it shouldn't. So here's a question for you. If, if, I, if I'm building a site and I need to, number one, embed nodes, but I also need to embed media, do I need the media library module or should I just go straight with entity embed? Uh, you shouldn't need the media library uh, module. Mm -hmm. So uh, you can do everything with entity embed. And probably if you want to have like a unified experience for your users, I would probably suggest you go for that. Mm -hmm. But technically, you can also use them at the same time. They have both a, a, a similar tag, but slightly different. So it would not uh, get, get in the way of each other. Yeah, exactly. They, they should be able to, to, to run um, alongside each other and coexist peacefully. Gotcha. Now, entity, what's the difference? Like, so entity browsers is, is when you have a field and and you're browsing for an entity. An entity embed is when you're embedding. It's basically the entity browser, but for CK editors. Am I understanding that correctly? And pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. One yeah, is one is the widget on the entity reference field, and one is the button you click on the top of the WYSIWYG, right? Yeah. Are are there any other like contrib, like popular contrib modules that that you feel people should know about? The things that more are mostly mostly used are like uh, support for different types of media, uh, so different sources. So, for example, if you want to have Instagram or Spotify or stuff like that, um, Core doesn't do that by default. So we have the whole suite of media uh, underscore entity underscore whatever modules that you can use. Um, besides that, there are things like drop zones that uh, are very popular to be also be integrated in uh, the entity browser. And uh, of course, things to use for cropping your images and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So um, yeah, that, that, those are the things that I, I, I myself install a lot for clients and things I see in the projects that I join. So drop zone is when you can like have your browser and then just like from another window kind of drag your file and just drop it into the area and then it'll, it'll trigger the upload. Am I understanding that correctly? No, technically you could also drag and drop on an existing file field, of course, but not a lot of people know that. 
Yeah, because it doesn't it doesn't really present itself that way. Ah, I never knew that either. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like it's not again, it's not obvious. There's nothing even that says you can drop a file here. Um, there was an issue that was open to kind of redesign all that and make them really look and behave more like drop zones, but unfortunately, it was punted uh, uh, to Drupal nine because it had some serious accessibility problems that we we couldn't overcome in the short term. Oh, we were, I don't we were want to talk about, about it. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean. I didn't mean to touch a nerve. Well, hey, yeah. so so you kind of brought up the magical word uh, accessibility, and and I'm assuming since the media library is in Drupal core, it's pretty accessible. Am I am I correct on that? Yeah, I think that would depend on who you asked. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's um, true of anything accessibility-wise, right? I mean, the 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 gamut absolutely. is is wide, and mm -hmm. there are a lot of questions that are like, well, it's yes and no, right? So, but but it's something. There's a lot of answers like that. Yeah, too, I suppose. Over, yeah. Mm -hmm. we, we what I can definitely say is we put a lot of effort into into accessibility for the media library. Everything we did that was user-facing um, had to be validated by an accessibility maintainer. Um, mm -hmm. And if we if we hadn't done that, it would have, you know, this would have been done earlier in core. And I don't want to mean that like the accessibility people are like, you know, an obstacle to be overcome. They they help tremendously and they're really, really smart. Um, but yeah, we, re we we did a lot of work with that. Um, and there's definitely skeletons in the closet there and a lot of things that Drupal core itself, um, it has a lot of outstanding accessibility problems that we didn't like necessarily cause, but that we inherited in a big way. Um, so yeah, we, we try. I think. And, to, and to be fair, we also are basically building this super Ajax UI that we don't really have in core yet. So we were kind of, I don't know, uh, wandering into new territories here and just uh, sometimes reinvent the wheel and uh, just figuring out while we go how to work with, I don't know, com more complex Ajaxy and fancy UIs uh, and, and making them uh, very usable and accessible at the same time. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm assuming, I'm assuming you're using jQuery to, to manage a lot of the Ajax interactions. Is that correct? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, 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 yeah we, we the jQuery UI is uh, for the modals, but apart from that, we are mostly using the uh, the Ajax system that we already have, the Ajax API. Gotcha. Mike, as, uh, a, as a front-ender, Mike, yeah. does that make you sad? So I know there's been some issues with uh, with jQuery UI. You know, Drupal Core is, is trying to deprecate it. And... Um, it's it's old and and honestly like from my point of view jquery ui or jquery's uh uh developer experience is pretty nice it's a lightweight module it's super mature but at the same time like when you're managing these multiple modals and, and on all these states it wasn't really built for that it was more built for you know manipulating the dom directly and you know cross-browser, making everything easy cross-browser, which isn't as much of an issue as it, as it used to be. Well, we have definitely been fighting the Ajax system a lot. Yeah. Yep. It's so, like what uh, we're doing... Sorry, go ahead, Sean. No, no, you continue. I, I, I was just uh, sighing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was really a, a struggle at times, yeah. 
Yeah, whenever you say the Ajax system, I just sigh inwardly because, like, that's the thing is the, the Ajax system we have in Drupal Core just was not built to do the kind of things that Media Library needs to do. Mm -hmm. um, so we did have to swim upstream quite frequently. It's meant to kind of be like, oh, I click a button on this form and then something comes back and replaces something else in the form. But that's not really what the Media Library is, but this is this is what we had to work with. Um, so that's kind of where that well, that was a pain point for sure and you know so, hopefully it isn't as bad now so maybe like like just for you know just kind of for the hell of it let's do you have something particular in mind that that was a real pain point uh that that you you know that that you had to swim upstream for you know uh that that you can maybe talk about and say like well this is this is what we ran into. This was a real pain because of this, and we ended up solving it with this piece of ugly code. But it works. But you know, maybe if we did something better, we could. If we had a different library, we could do something different. I recall a lot of things coming up from the Ajax stuff around accessibility, actually. Yeah. Um, where there's a bunch of things where, like the Ajax system, you'll you'll ask the Ajax system to do something, and it'll do it but it won't necessarily be clear to assistive technology what was happening or, or what uh, the result was. And that was a thing we, we struggled with for, for quite a while. And I think there are still some outstanding issues there. Um, but I, I'm not, that's what I recall being a real pain in the butt. Uh, but I know Sean is probably just like, He's probably sitting there right now, just being like the horror, the horror. You know, <laughs> I, I can't imagine. He's too happy about yeah. this. No, we we have some places. For example, when you open a media library, and at the left side you have these vertical tabs where you select different media types, and uh, so those are just simple links. When you click them, they, we should replace something else in the page. Yeah, but um, for some reason the AJAX system didn't support doing that for uh, through a specific selector on a link. So we can do that when you. Uh, um, yeah, use it from a form or something like that, but from a link, it, it wasn't possible. So now we had to overwrite a whole bunch of stuff in the Ajax system just to make something that would be relatively easy to add um, possible. But also because the Ajax system is uh, like pretty old and it's also pretty widely used, uh, people are really hesitant to touch it and yeah. uh, extend it. So it would it, it, in this case it would it was a lot easier for us to make progress by just overriding a bunch of it mm -hmm. instead of trying to fix it where it should be fixed and we have we we ran into a lot of things like that where we were just like let's work around the issue and make it work for us uh, instead of trying to fix it in the ajax system itself because it's so complex that makes a lot of sense yeah well uh, i'm sorry you had to deal with that but thanks for dealing with that welcome any other skeletons you want to talk about or anything that you kind of like wince at when you think about how a problem was solved or something that's still outstanding? Yeah. Or something that's like broken. Something that's that I don't think you should do it that way. I, w I was just going to say outstanding, <laughs> like broken is kind of harsh. Like, you know, right. Sean, should we tell him about the overflow bug? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, yeah. this, is, this is a public issue. I can talk about it. It's, Okay, so I'll I'll describe this one. This is not really a skeleton in the closet. This is more of a skeleton that's just like dancing out in public. Um, <laughs> but 
basically it is currently, so let's say you have the media library and you're using it on a field that only allows three items, right? So you open up the media library, you're going to add three items and let's say you upload five, like you just upload five, you create five new media items and they're automatically selected for you after you upload. Um, it'll let you do that right now, but it won't work. It'll just be like five of three items selected. And then you'll say insert selected and uh, you'll get some errors on the mm -hmm. other side. Um, that's a bug. And that's, uh, that's, that definitely makes me wince and we wanted to fix it before 8.8, but we just didn't have the time. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we it's get also that not that soon. easy to fix though. And I think we ran into yeah. a lot of issues where we were like, okay, we know there's a problem, but we need to find a, a great solution for it. So in this case, you could, for example, say, oh, wait, you uploaded five items. I'm sorry, you can't do that. We throw them all away and you start over, but that's probably not very user-friendly. Uh, so we, now we decided that we want to have like, okay, we keep the five items. And we let you save them, but now you have to deselect two before you insert them back into your article. Uh, so that's, uh, of course, a lot better solution because you uploaded some stuff and you want it to be in the system. You just yeah. can't use it all at the same time. But that does make the solution a lot more complex. Uh, and yeah, just having something user-friendly for things that seem simple problems can sometimes be a, a real pain. And since we have so many user-facing features, that's something we always have to discuss with a lot of people, uh, a lot of smart people before we get the right solution. That's a hundred percent. Like you, you hit the nail right on the head. It's like a lot of times the problem is straightforward, but the fix is not precisely because there are always UX implications. There's always accessibility implications. Um, and we always have to think through those things before we just like fix the bug in some way. Um, yeah. And that, that complicates things and it slows things down, but it also, it's, it's a worthwhile process because that's how we got it to be as nice as it is. Yeah, that's, that's why people use Drupal, you know, because it is accessible, because it is flexible, because it can do all these things, you know, and I, I do, I would say because it is usable, even though that's kind of debatable, depending on how you set it up. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's one of the nice things is that uh, nice people like you two have solved these problems, or at least thought about these problems before I tried to build something stupid that would find these problems anyway. So. Anyway, yeah, it's, that is, like, there's this hard part between like, Sometimes you know there's a bug and you want to get it fixed. And I, like in normal projects for clients, you just ship with something better. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you just improve it a little bit. And it's already like it, it, it takes the immediate pain away. And from there we can see. Uh, yeah. But for core, of course, we can't ship like a, a slightly better solution and then maybe throw that out later because we only have releases every six months. And besides that, like having uh, people that build on top of whatever you have or get used to whatever you have and then taking it away again, is, it's way more pl problematic at the scale of Drupal yep. Core than for regular projects. So for me personally, I work on projects a lot. That's something I uh, still have to get used to every once in a while and can get pretty frustrated about yeah, it's like we have to try to get it as right as possible at the beginning, and then we have to have a plan for the future because we know people are going to use this. They're going to extend it. They're going to build off it. And if we break something, it's like, hey, why'd you break my site? Speaking of breaking things, we're talking with two of the maintainers of media <laughs> in Drupal 8 core, and we're talking about the new stuff in media with the recently released Drupal 8.8. .8. Coming up right after this break... 
we'll turn we'll talk a little bit about uh, what it took to get to this point in the process of uh you know working with core and and you know working with people who are volunteers coming up right after this hey it's florida drupal camp organizer and drupal easy uh podcast host mike anello how are you doing mike hey mr herschel how are you thanks for having me i'm i'm doing pretty good it's kind of chilly outside I know it's like low seventies. I don't know how you and I are going to survive down here over the winter. Yeah, I know. Like in 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 February, specifically around February twentieth, it's even gonna, it's going to be about the same, right? That's what well, temperature. Yeah, if only there was a good reason for people to come down <laughs> to Florida. You know, the weekend of February twenty first, twenty second, and twenty third. Now that you mention it, Mike Nello, organizer of Florida Drupal Camp, isn't Florida Drupal Camp that same exact weekend? Oh my goodness, Mike Herschel, co-organizer of Florida <laughs> Drupal Camp. I think it is. Yes, and and uh, it's going to be nice, warm, and sunny. We're gonna we're gonna guarantee that. We 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 have foresight into that. Uh, how many days is Florida Drupal Camp? It's three days. The first day is a training day. That's Friday the twenty-first. The second day, Saturday the twenty-second, is wall-to-wall sessions and food and fun. And then the third day, Sunday the 23rd, is like a two-thirds day. We, we end a little bit early. We have a few sessions, but it's mainly a contribution day. Yep, it's a contribution day. And when we say contribution day, we actually have a good amount of people contributing, correct? We do. And we've got, you know, arguably one of the top contributor, trainer, organizer, herders um, who's going to be there, Amy June Heinlein. Yep, absolutely, and she, uh, she gets stuff done and and points people into the uh, in the correct way. And and I'm planning on uh, I'm I'm one of the organizers for the uh, new default uh, Drupal theme, which is going to be named Olivero, which there will be a subsequent podcast on. But um, I'm planning on doing a, a sprint. Then we're going to be kind of uh, hopefully deep, deep, deep into the theming process, and we're going to need a lot of help. So where and when can people register for this amazing event? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, they can register right now at fldrupal.camp. And uh, tickets are only, the early bird tickets are $50. I believe the tickets go up to $75 uh, January 17th. Um, the camp is located in Orlando, which Orlando you can get flights to from anywhere. And yeah. All right, well, come on down to the camp. Yep, yeah, I agree. All right. Well, well. Thanks, uh, Mike Nello, organizer of Florida Drupal Camp, for being on this podcast. Oh Promo. no, thank you. <laughs> Welcome back. We're talking about media in Drupal Core with uh, two of the maintainers for the media initiative, Adam and Sean. Notice how I didn't have to say the last names that time. <laughs> tricky, tricky. <laughs> so lucky you. Yeah. Right. So. Um, Media, as we mentioned earlier, uh, the, the core media has been in since 8.4-ish or maybe 8.5. 8.4. Yeah, 8.4. How long, how long have, have you all been working on it? And like, what has the process been like? And, and maybe take that into you know, how, how the architecture was developed and how, you know, how that goes into creating the media library module and things like that. Wow, that's a big question. It is um, a big question. <laughs> I'll start. The, the easy part is that I've been working on it since 20, the, the end of 2016. Um, I was asked to join a uh, sprint 
in Berlin um, by Janis uh, slash RSM, who is no longer with the initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the goal of that sprint was to kind of take the media entity contrib module and uh, refactor it so that it could become the basis for the media system in core. And so that's what we did. And that was my first involvement with it. And then after that, I was just continually involved. Um, yeah. Because it's can become kind of a, like, especially after Giannis, uh, Giannis departed, um, I was just like, okay, I guess, I guess I have to help more. This will <laughs> never happen. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just been a long process of trying to deliver things. Um, I've also been able to, I've been lucky in that, um, you know, Acquia pays me primarily to work on open source. And so I'm able to get a lot of work time, um, to work on this as well, as long as I can kind of show that it aligns with Acquia's goals as a company. Um, and, you know, obviously delivering media handling is good for everybody. Um, yeah. So I was, I was sort of able to get a lot of time to do that. And so is that just like um, part of your job yeah. then, or how does, how do you, how do you work that in? Uh, it's just part of my job. It's cool. like, you know, Hey, I that's have awesome. a, I have a goal this quarter to, to get it done, you know, or to get it to stable, which is like, that's a big goal, but there you go. Yeah, no pressure, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> bitter laugh. Of a well, you, your, your professional, yeah. um, your professional life lays in the balance of an open source project, which I suppose we all do. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's absolutely. maybe it's not as dramatic as I'm making it out to be. Yeah, well, I, I can be pretty dramatic sometimes, um, as everybody knows. But uh, yeah, it, it wasn't. It's like I've just sort of been doing a lot of the. Um, you know, Acquia has actually been really, really amazingly helpful in getting this thing to where it is, um, by, not only by funding my time, but also funding the time of other contributors who worked on it. Like Sean um, contracted with Acquia to work on this with me. And then we had uh, Nate Anderson, OK Nate, uh, from mm-hmm. Dotto working on the embedding stuff. We had Wim Lears working on embedding stuff. Um, you know, Acquia helped pay for uh, a sprint in uh, Barcelona at the end of last year where we sort of redesigned the media library and thought out the UI a little bit more and got a lot done there too. Um, so I, I think it's fair to say that without Acquia's help and at the very least giving, you know, paying for my time, paying for the time of a lot of contributors, uh, it yeah. probably would be delayed much longer than it is. So thanks Acquia. Yeah. Thank you, Acquia. Definitely. So, uh, so, so back to the question here. So this got in with 8.4 and that was just like the media entities in core and maybe the ability and the reference field. Yep. Um, what was the process like from there? Uh, I'm guessing there was some outstanding bugs to fix and then starting on the, on the media library and, and what, did that go in as experimental or did it come in the stable? Or how did that work? Um, the media library went in initially as experimental. Okay. Um, and it was sort of at a proof of concept stage. Um, and it was written in that form. It was written by uh, Sam Mortensen. And it sort of, it was really basic. It just kind of lets you, um, it lets you, it had two buttons where you could like browse media, choose from existing and um, add new stuff. And, you know, that was sort of what we were going to proceed with until around, like before 8.7, during the 8.7 development cycle, uh, Sean was like, we need to sit, we need to step back and rethink this. I I think we have to 
you know, really look at the UI more closely. And that was a fair point because we were working from like three-year-old mock-ups at that point where like, you know, circumstances had changed a lot. And that's what led us to all the, led us to the Barcelona sprint um, where we had uh, Christina, um, who I think is at Lullabot now, um, you know, sort of designed. That's Christina Trumias, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And she helped us uh, come up with a much sort of nicer, more modern uh, UI for it. And we kind of hacked out a, uh, prototype. Um, and in, in pieces, we had to sort of plan how to get that committed uh, to Drupal 8.7. Um, and, and we did, we pulled that off. So in 8.7 at DrupalCon, um, I think that would have been Seattle. Um, we were able to say, look at what the media library looks like now. Still experimental because we don't have WYSIWYG support yet, Yeah, but uh, it's beautiful. Oh my God. Um, and then from there to 8.8, it was mostly about, it was really about two things. It was about um, adding WYSIWYG support first and then, you know, getting it good enough to um, be marked stable by the committers. And that was, that definitely involved a lot of bug fixes. Um, it involved me mostly working with Nate, uh, who I mentioned, um, to just kind of hack through that, deliver the, the basics of what was needed. Um, and then just sort of convince everybody that it was good enough to go. And it's just, yeah, it's just, it's dragging a bag of cats, you know, <laughs> dragging a bag of cats. That, that, <laughs> that could be the title of the podcast right there. If we want, don't call PETA. <laughs> well, I didn't say they were abused cats. Well, they were in a bag and they're bag being dragged though. So you know, uh, yeah, it's well, because it's, it's, implies it's it. cats. Yeah, like cats don't want to go anywhere. What's what do you, wrong with what do you have cats? against cats? You're gonna you, you're gonna piss off half a Drupal here, Adam. I'm just okay, I'm gonna, I, you're on a slip. I am a dog person. I am a dog person. I have to admit it, but I don't have a problem with cats. All right. But it's right. the thing is, you want to drag a dog along. They they want to walk. All right, Sean. Do you, you have know? anything to say? Because you know, <laughs> t- t- tell me about this process, Sean. Was it was it difficult working with all these people and getting this stuff in core? I mean, is this something you enjoy? Why do you care? Like, why is this something you you spend your time doing? Um, for me, I, it also started at the Barcelona, uh, no, at the, uh, the Berlin Sprint uh, at the same time Adam started. And at that time, I was not doing a lot of core development. So for me, it was just uh, I wanted to be more involved in media in Drupal 7 always was a little bit of a pain point for me. So I saw Janes talk at uh, a DrupalCon and uh, talking about how media should be in core. And I decided to join. So I just went to the sprint with no real experience and just try to learn as much as I can and just try to not be uh, in the way. And from there, when uh, Janis slowly started uh, spend, uh, like uh, backing out of the initiative because he needed some time, because it was probably a lot of work and frustrating work for him at times as well, uh, there was like this gap uh, and I kind of jumped into it. I was lucky enough that my employer at the time um, allowed me to work on it and I, I didn't have children back then, so I could spend a lot of my free time on it as well. So I just did like this basic uh, patch improvements and, and just slowly learned the system more and got more involved. And uh, over time, I just grew to be one of the people who know most about it. And uh, from there, um, I also got the chance to uh, be paid to work on this as well since Acquia recognized all the work I did and uh, they wanted to help out. Uh, so from there, we talked about getting the media library into core. And that's also how I was like, we need to think 
before we start building stuff. So we did then the sprint that Adam told you about. And um, yeah, so from there, we just slowly started issue by issue doing all the work. And sometimes you fix one issue and get three, three ones back. So um, it was frustrating at times, but I just, I learned a lot. I became a lot better developer. I get to meet and work with a lot of awesome and smart people. So uh, I'm still, yeah, I don't know, feel like I'm learning every day. And uh, I, I think it's super cool. And that keeps me really motivated. And the fact that it's now stable and being used by a lot of sites, I, uh, it makes me happy. Yeah, that's even so though awesome. it can be frustrating. Yeah. yeah. So Adam, even if you hate cats, um, I suppose we can still talk <laughs> I to don't you. hate cats. Uh, don't say I hate cats. I don't hate cats. Why, why, why is this something that you got passionate about? Why is this something that you, you care Hating so much cats, about? Hating cats, that is. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, no <laughs> oh media. Oh my God, like, okay. This will haunt me forever. Never mind, it's not true. Um, this I got passionate about it because like, Drupal needs this, you know, like I've been working on Drupal's, I've been working with Drupal since 2007. And like, it's like, we don't have this really. Um, well, I you think know, there and, was a survey in like the four, six, four, seven, maybe even to four days um, when it was like, Hey, yeah, Drupal's great. If only media handling was, yeah. was useful. Yeah. Well, 12 years later, <laughs> here we are, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. you know, so so yeah, I that that for me is a lot of what drives it. Where it's just like we need we should we need this. This is this is these are table stakes. And the other reason is because, as Sean alluded to, like I have been able on this initiative to work with like really 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 awesome people that are just I can't I can't say enough nice things about them honestly. And I wouldn't know where to begin. Um, just everybody is you know we. Everybody is super, super smart, super, super nice, super knowledgeable, and just persistent because a lot of what, you know, a lot of what it takes to like just get an initiative done in core is just persistence, like just constantly being like, how about like, let's push this forward. Let's push this forward. Let's push this forward. And, and it's frustrating and it's tiring. Um, and if you have people who are blocking you and, and, and introducing, you know, bad attitudes and toxicity and you know that's that's you know how can you expect to get anything done so the fact that i was able to work with the people that i did on this um is a huge part of what kept me going and it's a huge part of what keeps me in the initiative um in drupal 9 as well yeah was there that's any awesome. burnout it sounds like it's something that you know yeah was there burnout yeah i yeah. mean you, you you still excited about it today as you were a year ago Yes, I am. Um, but I am hiatusing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm hiatusing until Drupal nine. Um, because I mean, this was a big milestone. Yeah, um, it is. And yeah, no, absolutely. And and it's just it, it. You know, getting it to stable took a lot of work. I had to work a bunch of late nights. You know, I took on a lot of stress for it because I'm kind of I'm sort of unofficially the initiative coordinator. I'm not listed in that capacity, but I'm doing that work. Um, and it's just, it's just a lot to do. So, you know, I want to see the media initiative completed. Um, and that's going to be sometime in Drupal nine, um, somewhere between Drupal nine and 10. Um, I want to see the initiative completed, but I have to like safeguard my mental health too. So it's not really yeah. burnout. It's more just like, let's do this before burnout happens. Okay. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. We, we call Adam the official media initiative hustler. That's good. <laughs> I like that. 
It's like he's basically hustling for commits and uh, reviews all the time. And it takes a lot of time and effort out of him. And I'm super glad he takes that on because it's, uh, yeah, not something that's really easy to do, but uh, he manages to get it done every time. So uh, I'm really thankful for it. Sean, has it been hard on you being involved in the initiative? Not as hard as it's been on Adam. Um, But uh, yeah, for me, it's like uh, also... also, uh, since I didn't get all my hours covered like uh, in, in work time as Adam did, for me, it's a lot more of the free time that I spend on it. Well, yeah, um, it, our bio we read at the beginning said you're freelance. So that's that's a totally different perspective for you. Like the time you spend working on Drupal couldn't be making you money. Like that's, exactly. that's your Exactly. So check. I have like 60-hour work weeks. And then also I try to do like 10 hours a week of this in my free time oh, wow. and i also wow. have three children so i have uh, a busy life but um like yeah we we managed to get it done and because it, it's also all it doesn't feel like work to me i just really enjoy working on this i learn a lot from it and i think like it for me it also helps uh, to promote myself a bit better i i yeah. get a lot more work because of it and i also am able to help clients better because i know so much and so much so many people uh, because of this, so uh, I think it all it, it it fits together really well. Sure, mm-hmm. I, your knowledge of the media system makes you valuable as a freelancer. I mean that absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So it's even though it's not always paid hours, uh, it still um, adds a lot of value. Um, maybe not every hour is paid, but uh, yeah, I, I do get a lot more work because of it. So in the end, it it is. You're not kind just of. a developer. You're one of the developers. Um, <laughs> it's a yeah, difference. it's hard to see myself that way, but uh, yeah, I, I, I do notice um, more and more that it's that people people see it and uh, they they are thankful for it, and uh, uh, that also gives me a lot of energy. I see you that way, Sean. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're group welcome. Hug, group hug. <laughs> so, so so this sounds pretty successful. Yeah, I mean we're we're, we're happy with where we are. I am, um, you know, there's, there's more to do, um, but I'm, I'm happy with where we are right now. And I think that we, we did tremendous accomplishment in the Drupal 8 cycle. And I think this is kind of, this is a really good time to sort of step back and just be like, yeah, look at what we did now. Let's fight the final set of dragons um, in Drupal 9. So, yeah, I, I think that we, we've done what we set out to do in this, uh, in, in Drupal 8. Outside of bugs, are there any th- features that you're planning on putting in there for D9? I Nothing that leaps to mind. I mean, like, the initiative is pretty much feature complete, um, where we're doing everything. We're delivering all the features that we consider to be part of, like, the minimum viable product, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, the, what, the major thing that we need to deliver, I think, in Drupal 9 is we need to sort of figure out how the media system is going to coexist with file and image fields. Because right now you sort of go, you know, if you're a site builder, you go to like add a new field and it's like you can you can add a file field, an image field or a media field. It's like, what's the difference? Um, yeah, yeah so the concept really... of pri- private media is not something we have at the moment. And if we right. really want to replace files, then making a media item private for uh, somehow 
is definitely yeah. uh, a hard problem to solve. Oh, yeah. And we also need to have like a migration path. Like people, people who have sites that have many file and image fields, um, if they want to use the media system, we have to find some way to move them over uh, to media if they want to move over. Um, so that's a thing that we'll probably deliver. I'm, I'm hoping we'll do it in contrib. Um, but, but it's, it's definitely more it's of a not something thing. that's insurmountable for somebody who's writing their own migration anyway, right? I mean, the data's there. You can move the data. What's what's the oh challenge? no? It's definitely it's definitely doable. Um, you know, so I just think that there should be. I personally think that there should be like a core sanctioned way that it's uh, done, where it's like this is the this is the migration path we actually support. Is, um, is that hard sort of because people, people snap together their own? solutions that might not necessarily match the the right way trademark yeah well, it's definitely hard we already been dealing with that when we moved from media entity in contrib to media in core as well yeah. like for example in a contrib module a source field for your media item so the so the image or the url to your youtube video it was not required so in the end uh when doing the migrations people that didn't have a source field configured for their media uh, type got into problems because we were kind of expecting them to have one. And this is just a small example, but I, I can imagine if we start trying to move uh, file fields over to media fields, you get into all kinds of really complex uh, situations where a file is basically, it doesn't have a bundle, it's a really simple thing. But for media types, you have like it's one media, uh, like for example, an image can belong to three media types. So how can you make that process uh, manageable and easy for users that have a bunch of file fields across a, a couple of content types? It's a really hard problem to solve. And I don't think we really have a, a strong solution for it yet. So are we talking about deprecating image, regular image fields and file fields in the future? Or am I just completely misunderstanding this? I, I wouldn't go so far as to say that, personally. Um, we are talking that, about it. Yeah, well, we're talking about it, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. It's, exactly, you know, yes. We're, we're trying to figure out how to, make them, how, to, how to make them make sense together. It's not so much about one replacing the other. It's more just like, you know, deprecating file and image fields might be the thing that makes the most sense, but we don't know that yet. Um, really just making them, making them coexist in a way that makes sense to site builders and makes sense to authors is the most important thing, I think. That makes yep. sense. Cool. And besides that, on our roadmap, there's like the media module itself, the issues that are created for those for the last couple of years, we kind of not, not, not entirely ignore them, but, they they got a lot less attention, so there are probably a lot of features in there. The one thing that comes to mind when you uh, have a media item and you use it in two different articles, you might want to change the alt tag um, for the one article or stuff like that. So overriding uh, little pieces of uh, media depending on where it's used is mm -hmm. uh, something that's also a really complex issue, and uh, we are thinking about and also uh, like small little things we want to add to the media library. So there, we have uh, so many feature requests and a lot of uh, good feature requests. Um, I think we'll, it will keep us busy for a long, long time. How about overriding a caption? That's that's an example that I just did on a project. Yeah, so in the... In the yeah. I mean, that's a very WYSIWYG real editor, thing, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it, in the WYSIWYG editor, you can already add 
custom captions. But if you have like a caption field on your media entity right now and you want to change that, uh, it's currently not really possible with core. Um, like in, in, in projects, I most of the time see people use like paragraphs or stuff where you add a bunch of fields uh, in the paragraph next to the media item. And then when trying to display it, you mix them together for, uh, in different ways. Uh, so that is something that I see, but it would be great if Core supported this because it's uh, a sensible feature to have. Cool. It's actually important from an accessibility perspective too, because the uh, things like alt text and captions need to make sense in the context that they show up. And that may not always be the case if you're just referencing some media item somewhere. So it's, it's actually important from like a, an accessibility and authoring perspective as well. So, Adam, is there anything else you'd like to add as we point toward wrapping this up? Um, oh, I don't know. There's a lot of things I could... I guess I would just say, uh, to quote uh, Maui and Moana, what can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> um, <laughs> and now we want you to sing the song. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. Sorry. Um, I don't have... I, I do not have... My pipes are not as good as the rocks. Well, one of those vo um, one of those verses ends is, ends with "Now I'm stealing your boat." So, or is that mean you're <laughs> taking off? Or yeah, okay. Well, we'll end the podcast with that. I am stealing your boat. Um, <laughs> I mean, basically, it's uh, all I would tell people is like, I hope you enjoy it. Um, it's you know, we put a lot of thought into it. It's not entity browser, um, but hopefully, it's good enough for you. So. Yeah. Uh, well wishes, I suppose. Right on, Sean. And I'm stealing your boat. Oh, there you go. <laughs> right on, uh, Sean. For me, yeah, yeah for me, it's something similar. So I, wanted to, I, I just want to say thank you. And it's been a real pleasure to work with everyone involved. And uh, I hope everyone uh, uses it and enjoys it. And if it doesn't work for you, then it might be intentional. And there's a lot of contrib modules that you can also use. Or they just so didn't like you be mad no, at us kidding. we put a lot of time and effort into this uh try to make it as good <laughs> as we can uh, but and, uh, unfortunately we don't have unlimited time and unli unlimited resources i'm pretty happy with it and hopefully people are too so it's adam and sean of course we talked to you on the podcast today but the project didn't happen because of you two alone right there's there's a big team working on this <laughs> What would you say if I said uh, that it was just us? Well, then I'd say, okay, cool. I'm glad. I'm glad you're here. Um, uh, yeah, no, there was there were so many people uh, who worked on this, and I don't think I could. Na I named a few people before, but there was also the entire UX, the UX team. Um, you know, Christina, Angie, Gabor, uh, you know, Jess, a lot of the committers. Um, you know. Etc. Etc. Like there's just every there were so many little contributions from so many people. I would give a particular shout out to uh, Rain, who uh, helped us with accessibility things, as did Andrew McPherson. Um, both of them were tremendously uh, helpful. And I mean, I don't know. I feel like if I, I guess I've already named named names, but like if I if I'm not naming you right now, you know who you are, and you know, and you're appreciated. You have my heart, yes, yeah. you, you are very very appreciated. Um, absolutely. Because, you know, when some awkward podcast host puts you on the spot, it's hard to make sure that everybody gets mentioned. But I just I wanted yeah. to take the opportunity to, to, you know, give you the, you know, 
uh, th- there's a bunch of people helping to make it awesome. So we're, we're glad yeah. for them too. And it's still yeah. not too late to help out yourself, by the Tell way. Tell me how... Even if how... it's just creating an issue, just something you've encountered that's weird, just create an issue for it. Um, that already helps us tremendously because we don't have all the edge cases tested and everything. So uh, if something is not working, it could very well be the case and we need to fix it. So uh, just testing and reporting issues is already tremendously helpful. 100%. Mike, any final thoughts? Uh, I'm, I'm really excited about that. This is something that, like, as, as you said earlier, Matt, like people have been asking for, for a long time and, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's going to solve pretty much all of my needs. And if not, I'm going to, I'm going to tweet at Sean just to, you know, yell at him. Yeah. It's, it solves, (laughs) it solves a lot of problems, but you know, as, as you know, building Drupal sites, there, there are always that other, other problem that people have, you know, it's the, Hey, what, what if, wouldn't it be cool if it would work this way? And, and, the good thing is, is that you're able to still do that, right? Yeah. You can yeah. build on top of the system that exists, but there's a system that's in place now that has a lot of sane defaults. And that's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like from my use of it, it's, it's pretty amazing. So yeah. Thank you. That's great to hear. Yeah. Same. Thanks everybody. Yeah, thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Thanks for having us. Sean.